What is going on, man? Not much, but a lot of frustration with some things that we'll go over next week. I can take you guess. At one um, you, you can probably guess what it is. Maybe. It, we'll get to I, that it's later. A, it's a strong shot. I don't. I don't think it's but this, but the only thing I know of. It's going to be talked about next week. Is it on For Raw? Sure. Yes. Is it to do with a singles title? No. Then. Nikki and Rhea. Mm-hmm. All right. We'll talk about it later then. I just want to make sure. Yep. I am. I, I don't want to. This is going to sound bad either way. I'm disappointed. Not in Gabe. Like, like I'm not. I'm not holding anything against Gabe for not being on today. But I'm a little disappointed he won't be here to talk about Big E being the champion this week. Yeah, I'm a little bit disappointed about that too. Not, not nothing against him. It's just, man, scheduling conflict. Yep. I had, I had a last minute thing come up yesterday, so I couldn't go on yesterday. So, and we don't want to push it off too far. So, right. Welcome back to the September, whatever the hell today is. Twenty first. Twenty first. How do you want to start? Uh, let me look. Let me look, let me look, let me look. Let's just go in order. Let's go to Raw. All right. For Raw, I, the the first thing I've written down is the Alexa Bliss Charlotte segment. Yep. Where Alexa gave Charlotte that Charlie doll that looks like Charlotte. And if you want this doll, you can go on WWE Shop and buy it. I think it's like 30 bucks. And then you too can spend money to burn a doll that really should not be a thing. Yep. So you can, if you already had Lily, you can add Charlie to your collection, or you can get both of them. Well, it'd be if your kids Jack like it. Eh? I believe there's a Jack <sighs> in the Box, too, with that has a Lily that pops out that's like 40 bucks. They're really milking. Still, they're really milking Lily, and now we're going to be milking Charlie for all that sweet money. Hey, it's you're talking about the cartoon era coming back. Marketability, marketability, marketability. And now they have another thing on the merchandise store, and it works too. I'm not saying that it doesn't work. The Lily doll has gone out of stock four times, I believe. Since they've, I, I could be wrong, it could be more than that, but four times they've sold out of their stock of those, so it works. It de- definitely has its audience, it has its appeal. I have, uh, I have two things one, I love the promos that come out of this because, yep, you know, on Raw. And this is looking a little bit further ahead, but we'll we'll go over it in detail next week. But yesterday, Alexa was talking about who is Charlotte without the title, and nobody knows because that's all she has had. 
and there's just some really good promo skill in there. Pretty pretty much anything connected to Charlotte has good promo skill lately. Her and Nikki ASH had some good back and I shouldn't say good back and forth. Nikki's was just you can be a superhero too banter, but Charlotte had some great promos with that that just felt real and cutting instead of just written, I guess. The other thing, what if they do a voodoo angle with this? Because now Charlotte has that doll. Maybe. If there's some voodoo stuff, then this would be very interesting. They might go that route, and that might lead Charlotte to lose the title to Alexa until somebody figures out how to get Lily and control her and maybe the puppet master that's controlling her voodoo doll is Bray or somebody that's helping her win. And then once you get rid of Lily, you get rid of the dark persona. Maybe Alexa Bliss goes a different route with the character because she like wakes up from the spell. I don't know. Go anywhere. I just, me looking at, Charlie and I said this last week. I was like, are you kidding me? Why? What the doll? I thought we were over this. Nope. We went for a month. Or at least I think it was a month without Lily. Now they're back. See, I don't like it. But I think as long as it serves a purpose, I'd be better with it. Instead of like actually serving a purpose. And now if she if it, does, then whatever. If it truly does go with the voodoo route, then I'm like, okay, I get it now. Like it it makes more sense. But with it just being like, oh, it's its own thing. I I don't get it. I don't buy it. What's so no. scary about a little doll? Nothing. Yeah. I'm I'm numb, pretty much numb to horror stuff. I watch a lot of horror movies and stuff, but I don't know. The only people I think that would find that remotely scary is young kids. Yeah. I don't know. It just, it looks like an ugly doll with teeth. (laughs) It really does. (laughs) That's, that's all it is. I mean, ugly dolls inventive either but on their face they're not but right they're cool but I mean they're not that innovative I guess Mm -hmm. do I sound a little better now yeah you do you sound queer okay so I just shifted a couple things around that should help Maybe yeah. the audio quality. Other takeaways from last week's Raw was that Damian Priest and Jeff Hardy had a United States Championship match on Raw. Damian Priest retained, but Sheamus uh, attacked him afterwards, which they have a match for Extreme Rules. And if you watched last night's Raw, you know something that we'll discuss next week. Good match. Stupid post-match. And I got to say, we're going into an Extreme Rules with no Extreme Rules matches. 
That is None. driving me nuts. None. Like, I love it when it comes Extreme Rules and TLC time frame because I am all for weapons, chairs, tables, ladders, more tables. Texas death match, fort matches. Okay, none of that, but just um, tables, Scott. I want tables. Tables with exposed tables. needles and thumbtacks on them. All right, no. Kitchen scissors. First blood match. I don't know. I mean, first blood match is fun when it's done tastefully. It, that could be interesting, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, if it's done tastefully. I mean, it, none of the deathmatch stuff, but like exposed turnbuckles and what else? Um, Blunt, basically, things that can't be cheap, easy weapons to kill somebody. Yeah, like maybe take <clears throat> away, like it gives um, kendo sticks more of a, like, instead of just, oh, I'm just knocking them down with a kendo stick. It's like, oh, wait. You can get welts, and guess what? You'll be bleeding if I hit you enough. Those are fun, too, because, like, you bounce someone's head off an announce table, and they, like, cover up and go down, and you're looking, because you're like, did they they win? Did that beat it? Did did it get them? It's a Accidentally. Get cut open. The match can go the opposite way, the opposite of the way you want it to. Right. But, fun match. But it's not happening. Yep. Nope. Disappointing for Extreme Rules. Very disappointing. Missed opportunity. I, I will say one of the highlights was Damian Priest and Jeff Hardy. That was a good match. I enjoyed it. That made that made me happy. Post match? Nah. No. Nah. Old ground. Moving backwards instead of moving forward. I don't like it. And then the thing we mentioned earlier, the other big takeaway from Raw was Biggie cashing in. Before we get there. All right. Let's save that. All right. A point to make. Okay. We'll save it. Okay. So this hasn't been a huge issue on Raw. I mean, there are some women that could use more screen time, but it hasn't been as big of an issue on Raw as it has been on SmackDown. Oh, I want but, to talk about that too, like later yeah. on. I really do want to talk about that because I am also we'll heated about that. that. We'll definitely get there. That's under my SmackDown section. This week we had, had Nikki versus Tamina, and Nikki won. And then the same night we had Rhea versus Natalia, where Rhea won. And you want to know what I find interesting is that Rhea won with a inverted cloverleaf. Mm-hmm. Instead of a pinfall, you did not hit Riptide. Well, you got to switch it up. I mean, I get that, but I was just like, huh, interesting. Yeah, I, I thought this whole thing was interesting because a, both these matches for a long time. I'm getting tired of seeing them, and we're gonna see it again in Extreme Rules. I believe. I think I there's. Not. I think there's a rematch at Extreme Rules. I think. Make it a ladder match. I'd have to look women's at tag team ladder match. Be so good. 
I'll have to look again. I'm not sure if that's on the card, but pending what happened yesterday, we'll see. But anyways, not only do we have to see this match again this week, but we have to see it split up so it takes more time. But one good thing about it is that after two matches from that Rhea Ripley match, we have the Dewdrop and Eva Marie segment. Yeah. Right. Dewdrop at least one. I wish they'd change her name still. Oh, yeah, same. But I just, I'm not a fan of that. I'm not a fan of this style where you have a match with somebody like two or three times and then you do it at the pay-per-view. There's no... There's no, it, it like, belittles the quality, like, the, um, not, no, not quality. It belittles the excitement for the pay-per-view matches because, like, oh, we've already seen this. And, like, and you could say, like, oh, it's going to happen at Extreme Rules, so maybe they'll, like, take it to the next level, but they're not. It's just a if regular. It extreme, if it goes to Extreme Rules, it's a regular match. It's the same thing I've seen on Raw. Different ring skirt and different setup, and that's it. So I, I don't know. I think we're, I think we're going to be going in circles, beating a dead horse. That is another repeated match. You want to hear another repeated match? Yeah, let's let's hear another repeated match. Kind of repeated. It's All a right. little bit different, but it's the same people you see every single week with the same people you see every single week. McIntyre and the Viking Raiders, again, all Veer and Shanky. And McIntyre whooped Veer and Shanky left, right, up, and down on his. Again. So these guys aren't doing anything. They're not growing. They're not learning. They are just out there as Drew's punching bag. That's it. No, I have I have nothing else to add to the conversation. I have nothing. I have been sick of the bike. Ever ever since I'm really still... they started doing stuff with the street profits, I've been tired of them because it's the same stuff. I'm just all the whole Viking gimmick, and I want the War Raiders back. I just want them to have some variety. You know, they just don't. The Viking gimmick just doesn't work in the modern era, especially when, like, yes, they, they may look like Vikings and you have the face paint on them and you, like, add the little stuff to it. But, like, when when we're comparing all the other wrestlers on the roster, like, they just stand out for all the wrong reasons. Well, they were fine when they were, like, a serious, brutal team, but now it's, like, they're eating chicken legs and bowling and anything you can do, I can do better. And They went from that to, like, lukewarm. They're not doing anything except going out and having regular matches. It's also a shame, too, because they had to to pick up on the Revival or now in FTR, and they were used as the punching bags and the tag team. They need someone to fill the slot. So they chose the Viking Raiders. Right. Which I don't know what's going on in Vince's head for that weird pipe dream, but. And Bruce Brit. It's the team collectively. It's not just him, but 
Yeah. I, I mean, I will still give Vince uh, slack for changing the name from War Raiders to Viking Raiders because he thought it was cool. Yeah. yeah. Still upset about that. I will be until they're out of the business. Well, not out of the business, but out of WWE if they ever get out of it. Right. So the last thing I have for Raw is Big E winning the title. All right. Then, yeah, finally to this one. This was good because it was Orton and Lashley, which we haven't seen before. Am I a little upset they moved it up from the pay-per-view? Yeah. But they're getting to that time now where they're competing with football. So they're going to start doing stuff like this on Monday nights. But And think about it. We had two championship title matches on last week's Raw. Two. Mm-hmm. We don't see that very often. And usually what we do is, like you said, football season. Yeah, anytime they have their back against the wall for ratings, yeah. Um, I like I like the way they did it. Randy wasn't heavily involved. He wasn't involved in the finish at all. It was Lashley and Big E going back and forth a couple times. A couple of reversed finishes. Like that, Big E ended up getting the win. And I'm not exactly against it. He hasn't been super goofy. He hasn't been outlandishly goofy. So I'll give it a shot. And on this past week of Raw, it's been good. I'll give it a shot. I'll give it a shot. It's something. Can we just talk about? Can we talk about the cash in moment too? Like it wasn't like your typical cash in. Like oh no, the champion's already out, or oh boy, they're already weak. Like the match is over. Um, Biggie comes out, cashes in, and Bobby Lashley's like, no, no, no. Biggie was like slapping him, friggin' um, chop blocking him, and Lashley was like, screw it. He went speared him. Biggie kicks out at two. And I love like good false finishes like that. Biggie then like hits the big ending and then we get the three count. That is one way to cash in and make it memorable. One that's different from the other. Well, it's champion. When you're a heel, it's good to do that underhanded tactic stuff and and work it because I need a heat. Right. Or if you're making a heel turn, you know. But think of again, the other. It becomes predictable if every face does that and every heel undercuts for the cash in. But I mean, that's just the nature of the beast. Let's take like a quick little look back at the other Money in the Bank title holders and let's see how many faces we can remember. Because the only one I can remember vividly is John Cena. I want to say That's Daniel the, Bryan, but I don't remember if he was a face or a heel at that point. It was against the big show. I remember that. Ziggler, I think, was a face because he cashed in against Alberto. It, it was a heel for the longest time. No, that was with, when he was with AJ and Big E. Um, yep. He cashed in on, I think it was Cena. 
No, it was it was Alberto because Alberto had the injured ankle. Oh yeah. Um. There's not many like base main bank holders, honestly. and when Cena, and I believe when Cena cashed in, like he lost. Him and Baron Corbin lost. I think Baron Corbin was a heel at that point. Yeah. That was fresh off of him with that rivalry with Kalisto. As far as so, I know. From what we can, he was a heel. Yep. From what we can remember, we had two faces cash in. One Otis. fail. Oh, well, I wasn't considering him because of what had transpired afterwards. Say what you will, he still won it. He still won it. They never did anything with it. Nope. Rollins was a heel. God, who else has won? Drama well, we can, we can start with the one that started it all, Edge. Yeah, gave him he the, was a heel. Gave him the moniker to... Um, the ultimate opportunist because of that. Yep. This the reason I remember half of these guys is because of action figures. <laughs> and I'm thinking of the one briefcase with them. Didn't um didn't the Miz have one legitimately? I think like, so. Not, yeah, I think he did. And I I want to say maybe Randy too. I could be wrong. I don't remember if Randy did. God, I'm trying to think of who else. Jack Swagger. He was a face. Yep. Was he a face? I'm pretty sure, yeah. At that point, I think he was. Was that when they were, like, going to push him, but then he tested... Like he popped hot on a pit, on a drug test, and um, then they just pushed he ended him up to winning the card. title. He won the title. I remember that, but I don't remember why he lost it. I believe it was because of the drug test, because they were going to push him. Test or an injury? One or the other. I very clearly remembered a drug test. So if that was the reason why, then that, that might be it. But if not, then maybe it could have been an injury. Right. I don't know. I don't remember too many details. Same, same. Yeah, that's should that's we... the big part of Raw. I wish should Gabe was here. To... Yeah, I, I do too. He'll, he'll have stuff to say when he comes back. Yeah, he might we'll gloat about it. Next we'll week. give him a, we'll give him a promo slot. Yeah. <laughs> Move on over to Dynamite. Surely. All right. First thing I have is FTR beating Matt Seidel and Dante Martin. Yeah. It was solid. Nothing too flashy. Nothing crazy. Just a good match. Adam Cole had his uh, debut match on Dynamite with Frankie Kazarian. Yep. That was an Adam Cole one, which he, he should have, but... Yeah. I don't know. 
they keep calling Kazarian the elite hunter, and yet every time he goes against the elite, he loses, and he doesn't do anything different. With him, he doesn't do anything. I don't know. It's just a weird nitpick. Yeah. It's a bit weird. Maybe they'll do something with it. Maybe Daniel Bryan will form an alliance with them. Maybe they'll make like an anti-elite faction or something. I don't know. Then the Pinnacle will side with the elite because they're all heels and Inner Circle will side with the elite hunters. It'll be a two-on-two faction battle. Mm-hmm. War Games, Tornado Tag, Deathmatch. Loser leaves the country. I don't know. <laughs> oh. A four-hour yep. wrestling spectacular between the groups. Something like that. I'd be... I would, nice I would never watch it. <laughs> I, would, I'd, I would not dedicate that much time to that. No way. Uh, uh, what else? Uh, uh, they're continuing I, the Cody Rhodes and Malachi Black rivalry. That I'm good with. I like that. Same. And I, I like, like the contrast with Cody Rhodes like wearing the white suit and Malachi being literally all in black. I like little contrast details like that. As much as I like Malachi, I got to side with Cody on this one. I'm more of a Cody fan. I am too biased. Too I miss, biased. I am biased from the, like the kiss the ring era of Cody. Uh one of my favorite eras of his. I'm with I'm with the Destroyer on this one, Dutch Destroyer. He's just he's a little over the top. But I mean, I like him overall. I'm I am sold on the character, and I am also sold on how he performs in the ring. I love the black mask. Honestly, yeah, he's as far as in ring work, I'm I'm with him. Promos can get a little abstract, but sometimes he knocks it out of the park, though, with his promo work. Yep. Sometimes he knocks it out of the park. I have two criticisms on Dynamite. All right. One is Darby Allen beating Sean Spears, and I'm not saying Sean Spears should necessarily beat Darby, but why can't Sean win a match? I can't think of a single time he has won a match. I think they also really did book him in a corner by uh, putting him up against Darby Allen, who's still like hot after the um, match he had with CM Punk. Right. I, he can never win a match. And why is the pinnacle, like, disintegrated? They still reference it, and they still talk about it, but Sean Spears never comes out with anybody except, like, Tully, and they have that shared thing with FTR. So they're kind of together. Or not together or anything. And then you have Wardlow and MJF, and they never, like, collaborate or anything. Or, like, when Brian Pillman was attacking MJF, and then, you know, Wardlow came in to save him, and 
then Mox came out. Why didn't like why didn't some of the pinnacle come out to beat up um Pillman Jr. and Mox to get some heat or something, you know? Yeah. One thing I, I did we went from that to like they're all disintegrated now, but we still reference them as the pinnacle. Yeah. One thing I will mention with the match that Darby Allen had with Sean Spears is that they kept uh, wiping the face paint. And, like, yep. that caught my eye. I'm like, ooh, that's some real heat for the heels, especially when after the match, Tully Blanchard was wiping off the face paint from Sting. Yeah, that's kind of a... I don't want to say callback, but it's it's like an idea taken from like the Lucha style of like ripping somebody's mask. Yeah. That same Honestly, same vein of heat. I really like that. And it adds more I guess more meaning to like what if there will be a feud, which I don't I don't know what they're doing here necessarily. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe uh Maybe a face paint versus not a hair match or something. I don't know. Versus chair match. You can never use a chair again. I don't know because he's <laughs> the chairman. Yeah. Speaking of, I do like that they're having the uh, um, hair match between Matt Hardy and That will be interesting. Like You know Matt's going to lose. Oh, yeah, 100%. Because if they, like, cut off Orange Cassidy's hair, then, like, that kind of... I, I, like, in my opinion, it would lessen the appeal for Orange Cassidy and his I-don't-really-care character. His, his character is literally a parody. Or is yeah. he? And it's just so good. I love it. Yeah, and then if he loses his hair and, like, his character reaction should be I-don't-care... Then if he doesn't right. care about losing his hair, why should I care? Right. <laughs> so it would, it would kind of be blah. But I'm looking forward to it. The last thing I, I have and something I have something, I guess not. John Oxley and Eddie Kingston beating 2.0. Because this that has been on for about a month. And I'm getting tired of seeing it every week. I was amazed to see that this match was going on. I'm like, didn't I see this before? In one way or another, they're a little bit like they had uh, Garcia go against John Moxley last week or the week before. I think Eddie Kingston went against the other one. We've seen it a yeah, few I, times, a few different ways. Kind of really wanted like. John Moxley to like face another person from New Japan because I, I really did like that. He kind of but, is because like Lance Archer and Minoru Suzuki came out and like tried to jump him, so they're kind of building something up to that. I was still would have liked to seen a match in the ring rather than a repeat match, right? And note too, no sign of Jake Roberts with Lance Archer, so I don't know what's up with that. That is uh, interesting to see. Who knows what will happen? Maybe he just missed out one show. I'm kind of hoping. I like seeing Jake Roberts there. One of my favorite oldies. 
He's a great guy. Uh, I think, yeah, that's it for Dynamite for me. Let's let's get to NXT. I don't know if you watched the last uh, episode of the Black and Gold before it goes into the tie dye silliness. I the only thing I have from this show is the NXT title match result and Braun Breaker. Okay, so yeah, uh, I was gonna mention Braun Breaker versus LA Knight. I watched and, that. That looks pretty good. Yeah, I noticed that um, Braun kind of like. I don't know. It, it seemed as though that there was some things need to be worked on in the ring. Yeah, he's not technically sound, but he shows potential. I, I hope, see it. I hope, I hope he can tighten up some of those things. I, I can't remember things like specifically, but I just know that there was something off that I noticed. Yeah, he was a little off on his timing with some stuff, but overall he did decent. And when you go against someone like LA Knight, being a younger rookie, you're not going to have – you're not going to have the most grace, I guess. Yeah. So, I I don't know. And then there's Imperium versus – Brooks Jensen and Josh Briggs. I was like, oh my god, Imperium's on the black and gold. They're not on NXT UK. Holy crap. Did you see uh, Drew McIntyre kind of called out Walter? Yeah. Walter should smash over McIntyre, honestly. That gave me a smile. I, I, I actually do want to see that. That would be nice. Um, skipping over to the B-Fab versus Katrina match because I didn't really – that was not a good match to watch. Um, so the, the women's uh, tag team with Casey Catanzaro, Caden Carter, Saray, Versus, uh, I'm gonna butcher her name. I forget. Uh, Gigo Dolan, Gigi Dolan. Yeah, thank you. I I knew I was gonna butcher it. JC Jane and Mandy Rose. That one that I did. Oh, you, it's a good women's uh tag match. It's a very good one. Probably one of the greater ones I've seen recently. Not including the one tag team match with um, Io Shirai last or the week prior. I'm biased to Io Shirai. If I can get Peacock to work, I can watch it. That is the winning service I've ever had. I've been going back and and watching WrestleManias and stuff, and oh my God. It's bad. I I bet you it's bad. It took 30 seconds for me to move from WrestleMania 2 to WrestleMania 3. Just pressing down on the D-pad to, to go down to watch the other one. It took 30 seconds. And then when I was done, I backed out, and it backed out fine. So the video wasn't playing. It wasn't 
stream or anything. It was just on the main screen with the resume playing. And I was going to turn the PlayStation off, so I hit the home button once to go home. Mm. I clocked it. One minute, 20 seconds before it did anything. A minute and 20 seconds to go to the home screen. I'm get I'm getting off track. That's not a WWE problem. That's a NBC problem. Cause yeah, I'm gonna save the NXT Championship match for last. But I wanted to mention the um the wedding that happened. Oh my god, I didn't watch it. I, <laughs> I really these segments suck. They always have. They 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 do suck historically. I will the one say that though, stands out is Brooke Hogan and Bully Ray. That one was bad, but then it brought out Aces and Eights, and that was a holy crap segment. I think that's when Taz showed up, being part of it. Yeah, and I was that was the only good part of it. Everything before is just like, oh my god, I want to bang my head against the wall. <laughs> Uh, I, I, I would tell you, watch, watch the wedding, watch the wedding segment from, from Indy and Dexter Loomis. It's, it's funny. Maybe. I don't like the goofy <laughs> stuff. Brandon, you know, I don't like the goofy stuff. <laughs> like, I didn't think I would get behind this thing, but when I, when I seen it, I was, I was smiling because it was funny. You want to know uh, the the last thing I saw with them was uh, Indy Hartwell and Dexter went on a date that was their waiter and he just wore a fake mustache and then he spilled <laughs> something on his shirt and I was like this is the dumbest most Disney Channel Nickelodeon level garbage <laughs> I, turned I turned it off I don't usually do that, but I just, I'm like, I'm not even, it's like eating an olive. It put a bad taste in my mouth and it wouldn't go away. <laughs> oh, when I seen Johnny Gargano with a fake mustache, I was crying. I just looked at it that was... and, went, and I turned it off. Was it a... was so funny to me. I love Johnny Gargano. He's so funny. Oh, I'm. Anyways, I just wanted to bring that up. You should should watch it if you want to see something that's pretty funny. But in the end, um, Dexter Loomis and Indy Hartwell are uh, kayfabe wise married. Hmm. But then finally to the NXT Championship. Uh, well, uh, what was it? Kyle O'Reilly was not able to compete. So, Von Wagner took his spot. We had Tommaso Ciampa, Pete Dunne, L.A. Knight, and Von Wagner. So, L.A. Knight pulled double duty, man. Yep. Okay. Because he faced uh, Braun Breaker earlier. And had... Yep. All right. So that 
that helps his case a little bit. Because as a heel, you can come out and say oh. it wasn't fair in the first place. He had to go against three other people. And you can say he had to go through another match and nobody else in that fatal four-way had to go against them. And watch, that'll happen. Right. That'll happen now, tonight. And then he'll get a chance against Champa at TakeOver or whatever they do next, in your house, any of those. Watch, it'll happen. I would, uh, I would bet you a hundred dollars. That's what's going to happen. Uh, as if they take the opportunity. But I will just mention that um, last week, uh, you said your heart was set. Kyle O'Reilly to win it. Pete Dunn. Uh, Pete Dunn. Yeah. Well, the bruiserweight. The bruiserweight did not pull through. As for the second time, Tommaso Ciampa is your NXT champion. I just gave a th- you can't see it, but I gave a thumbs down when I did that. Spectacular Ooh. match, by the way. In Simon Miller, in Simon Simon Miller fashion, I'm giving it a thumbs down. Pete Dunne <laughs> didn't win. Uh. Pete Dunne deserves that title. He deserves something. Just want to mention, I'm glad you brought up the what the what culture wrestling bit with Simon Miller. I love I love that guy. I love watching yeah. ups and downs. Uh, He's entertaining. So that is it for NXT last week. SmackDown. Yeah, there's nothing really that noteworthy from Rampage, other yeah, than the eight. The AEW Tag Team Championships, um, I believe, was on the line. It was. It was Lucha and... Bros against, uh... oh, who was it? Butcher and Blade. Yep. And the champions retained. Yep. Uh, who else? I think it was. First Anna J. Yep. I think it was the other one. There was one other match. What was the other one? Oh, God, what was it? It was. Yeah, it's gonna... I, I have it right here. Want me to tell you? Yeah. I'm not going to guess. Mir- it, yeah. Miro versus Miro Fuego. Miro. Yep. Yep. I will say, though, this week's looking great for AEW. You got it. I'm I'm gonna forget a couple that I'm gonna be like, oh, I can't believe I forgot that match. But you got Punk and Hobbs. That's gonna be a great match. Kenny Omega and Daniel Bryan. Mm-hmm. Cody and Malachi. There's just so uh, much for was AEW Grand Slam this week. Yeah. Yep. Two hour Dynamite. Two hour Rampage. It's gonna be such a Good week for AEW. Oh, yeah. Ruby Soho against uh, Britt Baker. That's going to be... Oh, you, like, that. that's a must-watch match. I will that's say. That's going to be pretty good. It'll be pretty good. Speaking of AEW, I want to talk... Uh, I know I talk figures a lot more than I should for the podcast, but this is some pretty big news I forgot about. Did you hear about o- the Owen Hart Foundation? Yes, I know the Owen Hart Foundation. They signed a deal with AEW, so 
and forgive me if I get some details wrong because I just heard about it today. Um, but I think it happened on Sunday. For this week. Mm-hmm. To talk about it. But they are doing Owen Hart figures. It looks like they're doing two of them. One based on his WrestleMania 10 attire, and then the other one I think is mostly pink. I believe. And I am definitely getting both of those. Um, they also have, they're putting him in like the AEW games. From what I've heard, they're oh. also going to have Owen Hart tribute. I think it's a cup tournament. I think. Uh, so they've, they've teamed up, which is awesome. That is very awesome. I don't have what? all the details. But other than that, I might have gotten. But I do know about the figures, and I'm really hyped about it in the video game dealing. For yeah, it's I'm a little sure fuzzy. proceedings are going <clears> to <throat> go to the uh, Heart Foundation. I don't know about any of that. I don't know how that all is going to work. I also don't know how they're going to do a figure of his WrestleMania 10 gear when that's, I don't know how that works. Cause that might be part owned by WWE. I don't know what's going to happen there as far as like, can they use his WWF gear or likeness or do they have to go to when he's like in new Japan? I don't know. I can't right. comment any anything, but I was just I was just making a a presumption that um the proceedings are likely gonna go to the Heart Foundation. I'm sure a lot of it will. Or at least some of it. But I I just don't wanna say yes or no and then Yeah, no, I got you. I got you. Anyways, got away from the point. I'm for down. SmackDown, the first thing I have is Rick Boogs beating Rude. Bobby Rude. What are we I will, doing? I uh, when I seen Rick Boogs, I literally was like, who is this? I'm all for him, but it's just, it just feels weird. I don't know. And like, anytime I see the name Boogs, I'm trying so hard not to say, um, not to switch a G with a B. Because, like, when I heard you say it, I'm like, wait, who? At, for uh, some reason, it makes me think of Boog from Open Season. Uh, that day, yeah. Right. I don't know. It, it's all right. Yeah, I just found it interesting to see Robert Roode and then Dolph Ziggler. I was like, whoa, he's here. Yeah. Jerry didn't do much. That threw me off. Uh, don't have much. I'm going to. I'm going to save a certain. I'm going to save a certain subject from SmackDown to the end, and you probably know what it is. So I'm going to go into Seth Rollins addressing uh, his match with Edge. 
that, that promo the other, was. That's the only other thing I promo, have for SmackDown other than the women's title or the women's tag match that I'm sure is the last thing on your list. It is. And now <laughs> I'm so mad about it. Uh, anyways, the promo that Seth Rollins had for um, Edge and like addressing the uh, audience that was there with what he had done. I was talking about last week's SmackDown, so the week prior. It was, it was one of Seth Rollins' greatest promos. I'm not saying it is, but saying it's one of. It definitely shows that he. And I'm ready to see Edge and Rollins tear it up again. At I'm presuming it's going to be at Extreme Rules, because he did challenge. Yeah. Edge for one more match to finish him one way or another. Yep. And if he retires Edge, like at Mania, what do you think about that? Oh, I'm gonna say that um, Edge's. Um, I, I I don't know if it's really it's not really a Cinderella story for him could be like coming out of retirement that he was forced into. I think it'd be. I would feel it'd be cut short because, like, a part of me still is like a fan of Edge. So I want to see a little bit more of what he has left. But I don't want him to push himself too far. What about this? I don't know if you saw, but the WWE draft is coming up. Yep. Mid October? About that time. Something like that. Yeah. What if Edge gets traded to Raw? Or Hardy gets traded to SmackDown. Yep. Mm. Then his career, his career match. Are you talking between Edge and Jeff Hardy? Edge and Hardy. Maybe not at this Mania. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's probably going to be get me at like the edge of my seat harder than I than it was for um. For Shawn Michaels and Ric Flair. Would you hate if Edge retired Jeff? Would you hate Edge for it? He will get legit a heel heat from me for retiring Jeff. If that was the case. Like, I cannot express how much of a Jeff Hardy fan I am. He's all right. I, I grew up with a Jeff Hardy shirt. I had the Hardy Boys, like... Um, I, I had a poster of the Hardy Boys, and I, I'll, I, every time someone see him, like, don't worry about Matt. Jeff is my man. Lead is cool too. Even though yeah, I was trying to be right. like, I was trying to be low key about um, childhood crush on Lita. That's besides the point. Shall we move but, on to the blight of SmackDown? The thing that got me so freaking mad. What was the point of bringing this match up if you're just going to cancel the match? Well, not cancel the match, but like waste time. What's the point? It just did nothing. So before nothing. Tony Storm and Liv Morgan were tag teaming. They technically beat 
Carmella and Zelina Vega via count out after one minute. Rolled out of the ring after. Was it Liv? Yeah. I think it was Liv. It was Liv Morgan. That she broke her nose. Now. Match. At Extreme Rules, and now it's a. What about Zelina? Tony. Why? So I can say that that raw. Can we have a t- split into each other's parts and that go to full completion after we've seen it week after? SmackDown we can't manage to get any of these women any match at all that lasts more than a minute. Oh. Later backstage after this disappointment, um, Zelina Vega vowed to Liv Morgan that Liv Morgan would have to go through Zelina Vega first. So that's like foreshadowing or just hinting, maybe even outright just blatantly saying that they're going to have a match next week. And I hope they get more than five freaking minutes. And then where is Tony Storm in this? Where? Tony Storm is getting shafted. Liv Morgan is getting shafted again for the umpteenth time. Zelina Vega is just there. And Carmella is like, no one's getting anything good out of this. No one. What is the point? And you know Carmella's going to win, right? At Extreme Rules. Oh, yeah, because, you know, they like to go ahead and just be like, oh, Liv Morgan can do it. No, she's not. <sighs> they want to they say that she's like the dark horse of the women's division, but how can she be a dark horse if she literally doesn't have a win? She's not the dark horse. She's the black sheep because apparently nobody wants to do anything with her. And, and then you have... Bianca's homecoming segment, which I, I don't want to say it was unnecessary. It went too long. But Kane came out and like welcomed her and then Becky interrupted and it just turned into a promo. Why do we have to have that? I will Why say can't... I'll point out more things. So hold up the SmackDown women's roster because I want to make a point here. So Here's what we have on the SmackDown women's roster. Mm-hmm. Bailey, she's out on injury. Becky Lynch, she is in a feud with Bianca Belair. Carmella, Liv Morgan, Naomi, who we very rarely see. Apparently Natalia's on here, but I mean, no, she's a, a tag team champion, so she goes between both brands. Right. Shotzi, Sonya Deville, Tamina. Well, I mean, Sonya Deville is like a managerial role. Tamina, same with Natalia. Tegan Knox, and then we have Tony Storm and Selena Vega. Where is Naomi? Where is Shotzi? Where is Tegan Knox? Why can't these other women get some light too? Why do we just keep on like putting people out there for not even more than a minute? For what? I'm trying to... I don't know. 
you're not accomplishing a single freaking thing. I'm if looking anything, at these results, and the only thing in the highlights that was that even made the made the cut for me to talk about in for wrestling instead of promos was Rick Boogs beating Bobby Roode. That's the only thing that made it for wrestling. Everything else was promos or a match that wasn't a match in the way of Storm and Liv against Zelina, Vega, and Carmella. Mm. And then Rollins' promo. I, I'm just... And I, I get it. I get it. Booking mm. a show especially with limited time. But in the case of Tony Storm, it's been over two months. And she's had two segments. She's had one match against Zelina, where she won. And then she had one little backstage segment with Dolph Ziggler. Well, she went nowhere. Which also went nowhere, yeah. So, why are we, like, SmackDown is the better show of between Raw and SmackDown. We all know this. We all acknowledge this. So, why, why in the hell does the better show have an even worse problem, I would say, than having repeat matches where they have good quality matches, but then they have one little stinking turd and just keep trying to go ahead and shove under the rug. But, you know, you can smell that thing. So it, it's still there. Everyone knows it's there. They can smell it. They can smell that little turd that's underneath the rug. You can't just go ahead and throw this nonsense out there just because, oh, uh, well, a minute worth of screen time. Here you go. At least you're out there. You just no. don't even have them on there at all. Right. That's disrespectful to the performers and the and the audience. It's disrespectful to me because I want Tony Storm on TV. And they have to cater to me. Like, the angry... <sighs> I've brought up, I probably brought up a couple of points I repeated from last week when they canceled the match last week. But this is just so, like, they literally just was like, oh, so we canceled the match. So how about we make it worse? We'll just spit on this entire thing right in front of you. So, so freaking annoying. Should we move on? One, I all right. Well, I'm, I'm just gonna just last thing I will say about it is whoever thought of this on the creative team, I will say legit needs to go ahead and rethink their strategy. Because at this point, if I see another little thing out of these four women that's like this, just, just pack your bags. I wouldn't just upon anyone, but seriously, pack your bags. You're being disrespectful to just wrestling as a whole. Have should brighten you up. I posted a tweet, and all it said was January. And it's worth noting that January. Her Twitch stream, she said on one of her Twitch streams that her contract is up in June of 2022. So a lot of people are speculating the Rumble because. Traditionally in January. Right. And it's not likely that it's going to be any other company. 
if Paige has a surprise debut on a Royal Rumble, you know I'm going to freak out. I miss her, man. Same. Oh, it was so sad when, like, she couldn't perform anymore due to injury. And she's so young. She was so young. Yeah, I'm trying to. I'd rather have like her I would. Yeah, so Raw needs some variety. SmackDown. Raw needs variety. SmackDown needs to have whoever's in charge of the women's division on creative to get their stuff together. SmackDown needs to learn to appreciate who they already have before they get anybody else. That's just me. Oh, I can just imagine the pop. I will pop. Same. I've had two and a half, technically. Two and a half, three, maybe, this year that I can, that I can, like, specifically remember. It was Punk's debut, and I say two and a half because they really happened, like, boom, boom, right after each other. Adam Cole, Brian Nielsen. Outside of, like, wrestling spots, like, I know for some AEW spots that they've had um, the, earlier this year that I've mentioned a podcast that I popped to. But I would say, like, I've probably had two, two big uh, pops, which is No More Words. And um, then CM Punk debuting. Yeah, I think those those are the only ones that I can remember in the very recent. I would have popped for Becky had it, you know, not been so lackluster. I would have popped for Becky if I would have actually been watching the show. <laughs> I didn't get to watch it live. I forget what I was doing. Oh, I know what I was doing. I was at that con. That's right. Well, that is everything I have for this week. I have nothing else to add. I will just go back in circles because I'm still thinking about that women's tag match from SmackDown because I'm so mad about it. How can we have... Okay, last thing. How can we have a great a six-woman tag match on NXT, but can't even have a regular freaking tag match on SmackDown. I just want to put that question out there. No more, no more stuff on it. That's just what just came to my mind. I, I don't know. It's just one of those things that just kind of boggles me. I have nothing else to add. That that was the last thing that was in my mind. The only answer that I have is giving the women their own show, and even that I'm like not a huge fan of at all. I don't, I don't think it should be segregated like that. I think it should just be wrestling. No, it should just be wrestling as it has been, and it's been tradition how the culture is. 
that's the only like quick quote unquote quick fix I can think of, but that's not something I'm really that that's into. Not, yeah, that's not something I'm into either. I like I even remember back in the attitude era when we had like mix mix matches where like the men actually would like perform like even just a a slam on an, a woman. I mean, you see that stuff in the indies, but you won't ever see it on WWE. At the Rumble, there's no, there's a four. Okay, that's there's another pop. I was like, yes. Oh yeah. I don't advocate that stuff. I know it's sports entertainment, and that's not, you know. Yeah. It was just cool. I was happy for it because oh, we all we we all know why. I'm not even gonna speak it, but everyone knows why. Yep, best just leave it where it's at. Yep, well, I think. Speaking of leaving it where it's at, should we wrap her up for this week? I was about to say yeah. I think that's a good point for us to end the podcast on. I thought about, I thought about doing not, not a fantasy booking, but like a maybe a quiz episode. I don't know. Not really a quiz, but like we come up with questions for each other. Oh, so kind of like your Q and A episode that you and Gabe had for each other. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Something that something that tells you are you an NWO guy or X guy? Um, I mean, do I don't Luchasaurus know what your schedule is. is. Do you think Luchasaurus is the greatest wrestler ever, or are you wrong? <laughs> yeah, I think if your schedule can allow it, we could. Um, we could schedule an episode for this week for it. Man, maybe this week. We can we can talk about it, or maybe we can even wait. Have Gabe make some questions too, because I'm sure he has some for me. Yeah, I mean, regardless, it's going to take time anyway because we got to come up with questions and produce it. Well, so, matter of fact, let's let's push it to like next week. We'll figure it out. Yeah. So look for another extras episode coming coming down the line. Be prepared to hear my uh, thoughts and opinions on um, wrestling as a whole. Could do like Not... worst gimmicks for your favorite performers. <laughs> Best gimmicks of your most hated performers. Stuff like that. Yeah. Some innovative stuff. But we'll we'll get there. We'll get there. Yep. For now, though, I think I'm going to send it off. All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening to the NGB podcast for September 21st. Thank you, guys. And tune in next week. Hopefully, the next week.